0: Welcome to the fourth episode of Boys Peakin'. On this episode, Coach, Tex-Mex, and the Bear discuss the fourth episode of the first season of Twin Peaks. I'm your host, Tex-Mex. We got Coach and the Bear, and I'm going to be wrangling a certain uh, Tobert... Stan Wood, if you hear his uh, dog tags clicking in the background, uh, that's what that is. He doesn't bark, so. <laughs> Why Has not? he ever barked? I've seen him bark one time, and it's after we visited him. When we all left the room, he was barking at us, and that's the only time I've seen him bark. It's been over a month, so. like,
1: What experiments
0: did they do on him? All um, oh, butt stuff, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> it was uh it was some sort of cancer research like he doesn't have cancer they didn't give him cancer or anything but it was like uh, something they put in i think the blood in his blood to like trace like i don't know the movement of, of their trackers through his blood and somehow that's going to be like good for uh cancer related diagnosis and stuff
1: He's I don't a very know. I... valiant pupper.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, uh... Saving. Saving the humans.
0: Yeah. He's real, uh, real fucked in the head. That's for sure. Um. Great. So I'm pulling up the episode right now. Uh, Bear, I assume you didn't watch this one with your uh, co-pilot.
1: No, I did not.
0: His <laughs> uh, seasons. Episodes. Okay, so technically episode four listed as episode three called Rest in Pain. Here we go. To impress Cooper with her investigative skills, Audrey reveals One-Eyed Jacks may hold a clue in that Laura and Ronette both worked at the perfume counter at her father's department store. Truman and the police secretary, Lucy Moran, meet Cooper for breakfast where Cooper insists his dream holds the key to solving the murder, but cannot remember what the woman in the dream told him. Laura's cousin, Maddie Ferguson, arrives in Twin Peaks for Laura's funeral. Finding Leland in an increasingly unstable state, Albert... (laughs) Albert raises the ire of Truman and Donna's father, Dr. Will Hayward by refusing to allow Laura's body to be released for her funeral, leading Cooper to step in on the townspeople's behalf. At Laura's funeral, Bobby angrily blames the townspeople for not helping Laura when they knew she was in trouble. Truman introduces Cooper to the bookhouse boys, a secret society investigating the passage of cocaine into Twin Peaks, who have identified bartender Jack Renault. Uh, as a supplier, following up on the Tibetan technique, Cooper questions Leo, who has an alibi for the night of Laura's murder, and Jacoby, who tearfully admits Laura was the only one of his patients he truly cared for. So that's a summary. Fair. Um, I well, let's 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 have Coach go go again. So you were saying, I think in the pre-episode, I don't know if it's in the cut, that you thought it was. One of the most clear or straightforward episodes so far. Cleanest, it, I think. You said? Cleanest. You know, it,
2: it. The best description I have is this shows felt very weird. And obviously, there are aspects of this episode that are also odd, but this felt the most like, "Oh, okay, this is a TV show. This is a murder mystery show. <laughs> like, we're just we're in this small town where there's small town people, and there's murder just happened, and everyone's sad about it. Uh, like, there wasn't any." Like, just weird stuff that you're like, what? Like, there's stuff in this you're like, okay, that's odd, but it's not, like, off-kilter or anything like that. It's like, this felt like a TV show.
0: Bear, any any general thoughts before we go into the, the scene-by-scene? Uh,
1: I don't really understand why the Canadian dude's name is Jock. Uh, we're dealing with <laughs> British Columbia or maybe Alberta and not, uh, not Quebec. Quebec? Hey, you don't know he's not
2: from Quebec. Maybe, what? maybe uh, migrated.
1: There's something crazy. There's some crazy. I think it was in a book I was reading that they talked about the demographics of Vancouver. This is like definitely a tangent, but yeah, no, uh, go for it. It's some. I, I I was trying to pull up the numbers, but for some reason it, it wouldn't work. But some there. It's like there's some. It's like how do, how do you word it? There's some high percentage of. Uh, residents are Asian, and okay. a very low percentage of them are uh, immigrants. So it's like British Columbia, like I don't know. I, you just wouldn't think of like freaking a place in Canada having a bunch happens. of uh, yeah. Asian uh, citizens. So
0: that's fair. It's
1: interesting. That's your. You think uh, it's all
0: Caucasians.
1: Yeah, that's your. Yeah, you'd think like oh, like a place called British Columbia. You're like oh, like. These people probably have, like, are probably like pasty and <laughs> like, uh, like the weird German settlers who just kept going yeah. west. Or was that Scottish? Scottish it's and Scandinavian. No
0: idea. <laughs> probably Scandinavian, but
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, just so your thoughts were just what Why is there a French Canadian on the western side yes, of, of Canada? That
1: threw me off.
0: <laughs> and he had he
1: had an accent, didn't he? He had yeah, an accent, but it his brother, like,
0: did not. So his his brother sounded Jamaican, and we'll get to him. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Canada's a weird I, place, man.
0: I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there's four brothers. Oh, I don't wow. know if we'll get to see all four brothers, because I don't know how far we're going to go into the show. I think the fourth one only shows up in, in the last season. Yeah, um, he's called... two brothers this Um, this episode was called rest in pain and it was Laura's funeral Um, this is probably the the big set piece of it Uh, so we open on the waterfall cut to Audrey because like I said last episode there's a habit of the show of showing the waterfall and then one of the female characters or vice versa (laughs) Um, cut to Audrey swooning over uh, Cooper but uh, she catches Cooper. There's this. <laughs> there's an exchange where she calls. Does she call like Cooper, like Colonel Cooper or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's awkward. Just the special obvious, agent. <laughs> yeah, just, just special agent. Um, he like invites her to eat breakfast, and like this relationship is blooming weirdly again. I I get it for the era especially cuz it's supposed to be like soap opera like that it's fine in in modern era it's kind of like dude there's an 18 year old who's like hitting on you and you're 32 year old man like yeah <laughs> why why wouldn't you distance yourself although he obviously knows that like she's trying to give him info for the case so um he has her like write her name down and he just can tell that like it's her handwriting that gave him the note about when I jacks she kind of tells him basically what One eyed Jacks is. Uh, I think her exact wording is like, men go there. And Cooper's like, and women? <laughs> Which is like, like he's a
2: super detective. <laughs> like, how did he not immediately know what she was talking
0: about? Oh, absolutely he knew. Like, there's no way he didn't. And she's like, well, the women work there. <laughs> um, also, the, I, I think I had said it in a previous episode, but it's a, like this is when it officially is announced that the department star... It's just called Horn's Department Store. He just named it after himself. <laughs> um, Benjamin Horn. Eh. They mentioned the perfume counter that Laura worked there and Ronette worked there and there's something sketchy with the perfume counter. Um,
2: yeah, that can't he... just be a coincidence. And like the per- <laughs> could it? they also like the new prostitute at the casino also works at the at perfume
0: the counter. The perfume counter freshly scented. Um That's not weird way to say that
2: uh, at
0: all. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the Horn Brothers or something else. Uh, Also, he makes a comment about Audrey's perfume. Uh, That is like it's not. This is what I'm saying about like it's not like she's just hitting on him, and he's like, uh, like his comment about her perfume, and then his comment at the end about like how like her handwriting trails. There's like a romantic nature, and her heart yearns, and you can tell. Like, that's him, yeah. like, also resuscitating. <laughs> like, um, then he kicks her out for police business because Harry and Lucy show up. Um, as Which we...
2: <laughs> my favorite scene in the show this episode, honestly. We'll, we'll get there, but. <laughs>
0: um, Harry and Lucy show up and uh, are obviously in distress because the, Cooper, at like midnight, called and left a message saying, I know who the killer is. Come right now, wait come in the morning like (laughs) (laughs) um so they show up pretty like excited um then we get the slice of ham uh, order uh it's griddle cakes ham and he he has the cooper has the comment about like the the taste explosion or whatever when maple syrup hits a slice yeah after
1: after like i'm done watching these this show Mm -hmm. i really want to uh see on youtube if there's just a compilation of all cooper's like food orders like just like like a four-hour compilation that i could just sit down and watch
0: babish did this one uh
1: he's only done um, one thing for twin peaks so he could
2: definitely do a lot more
0: he's done i think he's done a couple and then like he could have sworn it was only one thing it's one or two but i know that there was also a crossover where there's a dude who does drinks yeah. And there's a drink in the second season that's called like the Yukon Sucker Punch or something, and it's like blue foam. I don't know. I've never heard of it. That's a fantastic <laughs> drink, man.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, actually, yeah.
2: uh, Bear, I I totally forgot about this episode four months ago. He did the Brie and
1: Butter Baguettes. Ooh. Oh, oh! So I don't. You can watch it. You episode. know what? I I think I do kind of remember that.
2: Yeah, I don't remember that one. And then him eating, like the thumbnails of him eating it from the side. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking chowing into it.
0: I, that that infuriates me so much to watch every time. Um, Toby's just over here knocking over boxes. So uh, he orders his food order. Uh, Harry, um, let me tell you about the dream I had. Is what I wrote up this note. Because then he talks about his dream to Harry and Lucy. And I, I wrote down here, he explicitly says, break the code, solve the crime. And Lucy is taking notes through this, like, discussion. Yeah. And and she, like, says out loud, break the code, solve the crime. And <laughs> she's writing it, and that got a giggle out of me. Um, so he basically breaks down the dream. Um. says who Mike and Bob are. Mike and Bob are the killers, or, or, or the ones who are related to it, and... They're like oh mike and bobby and i had never put together that mike and bobby were like had the same names as the the spirits from his dream um but he's like no a different mike and bob <laughs> they live above a convenience store which i don't remember i think i guess mike said that to him and that bob that he said i think he even said mike shot bob and but bob vowed to kill again um i don't remember seeing that in the dream that might be there's a whole there's a whole long story so the reason the first episode is as long as it is is because it's the it's basically david lynch's proof of concept and they also made him film an ending because their plan was hey if we can't get this to go anywhere it's just going to go as a movie in europe right so there's a longer ending with like a non there's an ending to the first episode that's non-canon um and i think maybe in that mike we see Mike shoot Bob, but like I, I swear to God, Cooper said it, and I was just like, I don't remember that ever happening or being told that happens. So, um, then he, <laughs> uh, then he goes off on a tangent about telling them, "Do you know where dreams come from?" And <laughs> uh, getting into the, the science, which I'm sure is now wrong at this point, but you never know.
1: Honestly,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a dream scientist. I can't. I can't refute him uh then they're like okay what else happened and he's like oh suddenly it was 25 years later (laughs) uh and he's in the red room and there's the shitty red makeup um what i will say is that the i think the series the fourth the fourth the third season takes place 25 years after the first and I, i think the first comment somebody made was like wow the makeup guy's uh really underestimated how well kyle mclaughlin would uh mclaughlin would uh because he he just looks like a little older and they made they gave him that really wrinkly weird skin um yeah so it's 25 years later and he refers to the dwarf as the midget i i I don't know i guess he says it like two or three times uh the little man in the red suit i guess is what we're going to refer to him as or the little man and that Laura whispered the killer's name in his ear, but he forgot.
2: Okay, so <laughs> like I said, my favorite moment of this episode is that scene where it's like, uh, it's like, and then she whispered the name of the killer in my ear, and then the detective and uh, the, the woman they like lean in. It's like, and it's like I forgot damn (laughs) like they were completely okay with getting the killer's identity from a fucking dream (laughs) and they were
0: disappointed when he didn't know it i was dying they they witnessed the tibetan method so they were down that's the thing is i I love that like cooper cooper could just tell them like it was pete like it was it was the fisherman and they'd be like all right well let's go arrest pete (laughs) It <laughs> just—I thought it was
2: so freaking funny. Like they were fully on board with just listening to a dream
0: to find out the yeah. person who killed Laura. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um. Then we get uh, a, they get like a phone call, right? And Andy says there's a fight going on at the morgue. Cut to the morgue. Um. Albert is being rude <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> He's and a dick. <laughs> he's a huge dick. And uh Bear called it the last episode. Uh, that like Albert needed to get punched in the face by the sheriff. And then it happens. Uh <laughs> Did you did you celebrate that, uh, Bear?
1: Yeah, uh that was a hell of a wind up that punch. I, I mean I was like <laughs> I was like, it took him, like, two minutes to, like, clear it. I was like, how? Like, I, I am probably the least coordinated person in the world, and I think I would have been able to block that. So, like...
0: I thought the- he, hit him so hard. he hit him so hard, he landed on Laura's body. Also. I know. I just yeah. want to point that
2: out. I just love, I love after he gets up, he's like, oh, the old country sucker
1: punch. He's like, he wound up to punch you. My- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was not a sucker punch. What about,
0: what, what about a of bullets next? Um... <laughs> Oh God. So yeah, uh Horn is there for the Palmer family. Uh Albert, you know, goes off, makes fun of the sheriffs, gets decked in the Laura. I mean so totally in Albert's defense, like if like here's what here's what upset me about the scene is just like you, if you all want to see figure out who the killer is, like why wouldn't you give the dude more time? Like why not push the funeral back? Like I know that
2: Yeah like, like have it's, a it's ceremony a you just town. don't have the body, like
0: it's also it's also such a small town that like if if the doctor, the one town doctor said, Oh, we need to push back the funeral, then the priest who also knows Laura, like they'd be able to figure something out. Like it's not like it had to happen. It's not you can't even make the argument like, oh it's a big city, you know, they got lots of funerals all the time. You can't reschedule. It's like, no. I think everybody would understand. Like I don't think anybody there would be like oh no. Laura's gotta go into the ground right now. Like, you know, you could figure out who her killer is if you have more time, but shut, she's got to go down. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, that um, scene didn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. I, so, Albert gets punched. Uh, I think we cut to um, Leland taking drugs from a nurse. Uh, yeah. He's just sitting on the couch. And I... I don't. Maybe she gives him morphine. Like I don't fucking know. They just like that's never explained. I don't think he's <laughs>
2: <some drugs, whatever. laughs> just, just getting some drugs. Whatever.
0: He's just getting some drugs. It's the '90s, you know. Hey, I know you're sad your daughter's dead. Here's uh, a shot of something that'll calm you down. Uh, <laughs> good luck with an addiction later. So he's. We also get another invitation to love scene, and I don't know if you guys caught this because I didn't catch it my first time but they're introducing the actors and then they say like uh this this woman playing Emerald and playing Jade and then <laughs> Maddie shows up and Maddie is played by the same actress as Laura Palmer's actress yeah um <laughs> and oh it's...
1: that was Laura Palmer
0: yeah i didn't oh, i mean like I she has glasses that. and a wig
1: yeah
0: huh. it's the same actress yeah um so that's like their their joke their meta joke from that soap opera uh nothing I mean, exciting happens there they, they share a, a, a nice hug uh maddie ferguson <laughs> is uh, gonna be a part of the story from now on uh we cut to norma at the diner kind of not a parole hearing but like i guess it's
2: hey, your husband's going out of jail and you need to yeah
0: you need, you know, like, know. can you say he'll you get him a job and all that stuff um, just a cute little scene uh, she doesn't seem excited about Hank getting out of jail um, then we okay yeah then I have in here all caps ducks on the lake uh, <laughs> cause Cooper, Cooper sees ducks on the lake and he exclaims it he's, uh, so he's never seen a freaking duck before <laughs> Not in Philadelphia, man. Also, I don't get why, like, an agent, a Philadelphia agent would be in that area. That's so confusing to me. I don't know the FBI. I, I just doesn't seem like protocol at any point would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to send the Philadelphia office all the way to fucking Washington um, to investigate something. But soap operas, man. So Dexon on Lake, Coop and Sheriff, uh, Truman go to talk to Leo. Um... He says he was in Butte, Montana, uh, when Laura got killed, and Leo's chopping wood and a dick the whole time. He's also he's there. Not,
2: he's clearly not chopping wood. Like his yeah, you're the right. wing. He's not chopping wood. It's like it's so shallow of an arc. There's no way he'd be able to get an axe in the
0: wood. <laughs> it's yeah. It's just like he's like slamming a splitter into a stump. Like I don't know if that was intentional or they were just like. The actor was like, "I'm not gonna fucking split pieces of log while I'm doing my lines." <laughs> um, but yeah, Leo's a dick. They really don't get anything out of him. Uh, we
2: also know that his alibi is bullshit because he got back from View, Montana, much earlier yeah. than he should have.
0: Yeah, yeah. Plus the bloody shirt, and I also I think one of the the, the cute moments is like, you know, he. Cooper asks Leo, like, do you have a, a, you know, any prior criminal offenses? And Leo's like, you could look him up and then Cooper just lists them all off, like off the top of his head. Because um, he's such a <laughs> good de- detective. So th- then we cut to Bobby staring at a statue of Jesus in his house. And like uh, about and like to slowly. take it off? I-, <laughs> I, He's kind of doing like putting his arms out. It's, uh, it's awkward. And he's smoking a cigarette, and then Colonel Briggs, I think it is Colonel, or Major? Major Briggs, whatever. Uh, Briggs Sr. tries to have a heart-to-heart with them, and even, like, says in his own weird way, like, I know <laughs> it's kind of futile to talk to you, but, like, <laughs> I have to, because <laughs> I'm your dad, and I want you to, like, get this, Major Briggs, uh, get this, like, wisdom. Also, like, I, I Major Briggs just feels like he's from another show entirely for me. <laughs> um I love Major Briggs. I love all the Major Briggs and Bobby interactions. They only get better. Um but he like wraps up his thing with saying like son don't be afraid and then Bobby gives a whole speech about how he's I'm gonna turn this I'm gonna turn it upside down. I'm so unafraid. I was I'm dying unafraid. laughing <laughs> It's like what are you gonna do? You're gonna flip theater upside down. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, it's pretty overacted and great. And then the mom comes in and she's like, ready to go? And she I don't know if you guys caught this. On the uh lapel or, or collar of like her, her jacket or whatever, she has a pin and it's just a smiley face. Like a yellow, yellow background, black eyes, black line, smiley face pin. Um Which is just so I don't I didn't know I don't know if it's there at the funeral, but it's there on her jacket before they leave. Um, that's like uh we go to the uh police station. Hawk is still looking for the one armed man and then we get uh comments about Hawk being a tracker uh then we get Albert's reports. he confirms that there was cocaine in uh Lori's diary, then he's like she got tied up twice to which Cooper is like. You know, sometimes my arms bend back. That's what he heard in his dream, right? Because one of the the times she was tied up, Albert says it was probably with her arms like behind her back. Yeah. Uh,
2: Which is like, there was a bunch of stuff that they revealed from the dream in this episode. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so cool. I guess this is real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We get more insults. Somebody's got zoomies. We get more insults from Albert. Uh, And then they also find a small... Piece of plastic with the letter J on it from her stomach. Um, Truman leaves the room because the cats are all going together uh, to the funeral, and it's just Albert and Cooper. And Albert tries to get Cooper to sign the assault paperwork, <laughs> <laughs> saying that like Truman like punched him, which I mean, uh, uh, fair enough. But <laughs> then Cooper's response it's just like i will bury you (laughs) if you keep this up (laughs) well i think the exact comment was like put you in a room so deep in washington like you won't see the sun again or something like insane (laughs) uh and he gives a romantic speech about twin peaks i have here in my notes that like every life has meaning and it's kind of like a one of the soft theses for the show it's like uh Everyone is affected by Laura's murder. It's not just like a, a stat, right? It's not just done. Uh, and then he, he goes, he, he's alone in the room and he pulls out his uh, uh, paper recorder to talk to Diane. And he asks her to, to look into his pension to see if he can uh, buy property, what his options are. Because he thinks he's going to uh, be able to buy them in Twin Peaks at a what he expects will be a reasonable price. <laughs> um which quick scene with Nadine (laughs) oh 100 we get a quick scene with Nadine and Ed but another thing I don't know if you guys caught um Nadine has a bunch of porcelain figurines right uh one of them she painted over the eye so it has an eye patch like her uh they they're hugging Nadine gives a weird story about how she kind of like stalked Ed in high school she also kisses Ed and he keeps his eyes open the whole time and it's very unsettling. He's like
2: is terrified um, of her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um she also doesn't recognize James when he comes in, which is weird. Uh, because like that's her nephew and has been forever like living with them and stuff. Um also James James gets his. Don't worry, Bobby isn't the only bad or over actor. James gets one too, where He's like, uh, you know, James, you're, we're going to be late to the funeral. Are you ready? I'm not, going. Like, I'm not going. i <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And then he sort out. Of, so he literally showed up to say he's not going to the funeral and then left. And then he goes to the funeral anyways. <laughs> and then he goes to the funeral anyway. Um, quick scene of uh, Audrey. So, Bear, did you prefer first shot Audrey or second shot slick back hair Audrey?
1: Definitely first shot. <laughs> second ba- no. The second, I, I was like, oh, man, come on. Do something different with your hair. That was 90s. nice, though.
2: Yeah, that was um, like, <laughs> very basic instinct 90s right there.
0: Audrey, Audrey spies on her parents. We get some uh, Jacoby taking um, Johnny's uh, headdress off so he can go to the funeral.
2: <laughs> and we find um, out that his okay. father hates him. Which we had to kind of assume.
0: Well, I assume his. Father, I assume Benjamin Horn just fucking hates everybody.
1: Hey, except that for, for Horn. prostitutes.
0: Yeah, I guess he does love his brother and prostitutes. Um, He's
2: got his priorities
0: straight. <laughs> yeah, good man. Uh, yeah. Jacoby takes the. There's really nothing from that scene other than you know that Audrey can like. There's all the little nooks in the walls to spy on her folks. Um. So we go to the funeral. Oh, baby. Um,
1: oh.
0: <laughs> Bear, was this the best funeral you've ever seen on television?
1: It was. I was like, this is way. <laughs> at the beginning, I was like, this is way too normal. Like, what is going to happen <laughs> here? And then, like, it was just exactly. It, it was everything I could have imagined.
0: Sorry. Tobert keeps getting his, uh toy stuck under a door and I have to go get it for him. So uh the funeral. First we get a quick shot and it's just it's, you know, pretty grim. Uh of, of everybody being sad. Um the priest has some kind of weird stuff. Uh he's like I don't know if this is just like I, I'm not familiar with the 1989 lexicon, but like it, like he says like, you know, we we all had a special love for Laura. A love we like set aside for the headstrong and the bold. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) But I guess. Um, The the priest also was like, Laura said I talk too much. After he gives, like, a pretty long speech. Um, uh, So he's like, so I'm not going to now. And then, uh, like you said, James shows up. He just stares from a tree. Uh, Johnny, the special needs horn child, uh, like an adult, but... um, Yells amen at the end of the priest's speech, like twice, and everybody's like, Okay, and the priest is like, Yeah, amen, Johnny. Uh (laughs) And then Bobby, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just screams (laughs) it, and it just the funeral goes from like awkward to wicked uncomfortable (laughs) in the span of like. 10 seconds. (laughs) So then Bobby gives his monologue that everybody killed Laura um, because we didn't do anything. And like, we all knew she was in trouble and we didn't help her. Blah, blah, blah. Like James, James vents his stuff. And then he spots, Oh no, no. Then Bobby rushes. No, 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 no. So, okay. My bad. My bad. Bobby gives the big speech. Then James gets pissed off and rushes at Bobby We get a slow mo. Slow mo uh, is so unnecessary. (laughs) 90s slow mo of um, them running at each other and all the adults pulling them away, as Mike and Bobby try to uh, take James. And then we get oh god! Then we get Leland jumping on the coffin.
1: (laughs) They showed that (laughs) thing go up and down so many times. I was like,
0: I was like, this is definitely
1: for comedic. Yes, back.
0: absolutely, absolutely. The first first he does it, he jumps down there, and it's like, dude, it's, to so this is what I was saying, where it's like, a lot of it with Leland is played, like, some of it is played for black comedy, but a lot of it is very sincere. And, like, and Sarah uh, Palmer, the mother, but um, Leland gets on the coffin, and at first I was like, oh, fuck. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I, this is just brutal to watch. Like, there's two teenagers fighting and like the dad is crying and on top of the coffin,
2: um, not even just crying; then, he's just losing his freaking mind.
0: Yeah, and, and it's good and it's lowering, right? You can hear the cranks breaking and shit. And then his and then, don't then, ruin then, this too. Yeah, yeah Sarah yells that. Um, yeah, Sarah Palmer yells like, "Don't Leland, like, don't ruin this too." And like the bear said, uh, the coffin goes down and then up and <laughs> then down and then up, and there's a It's 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 audible, like you can hear it. But somebody else, the machines going haywire. <laughs>
2: Thank you for explaining that.
0: <laughs> and you just like Leland keeps coming up and then going down and going up and <laughs> going down. And you can hear the crowd argue. You can hear Bobby and, and James yelling at each other, and Sarah Palmer's yelling, and Leland just going up and down with the coffin. And like at, that's what I would say is that like after he gets on, it just seems like we are just we're headed to just real Sadsville. And then you get this black comedy of just like, oh, the coffin's going up and down. <laughs> and I guess that's where commercial break would have happened, because the first cut after that is Shelly with like a napkin holder making fun of the coffin going up and down to two old timers at the uh, <laughs> diner. And they're just laughing their asses off. <laughs> like, they they, they they laugh harder than I think anybody else laughs in the entire history of the show. Like, <laughs> um. In the diner, I think, is when we meet the uh, book house boys, right? Which were mentioned mm-hmm. in, like, the second episode. And this is where I got Huckleberry Pie confused with cherry pie. Because, you know, there's another Cooper order. He's like, what is it? Uh, slice of Huckleberry Pie, heated two scoops of ice cream, and, like, a coffee. Um, <laughs> and also, right before he gets there, I think Sheriff and Ed bet whether or not... Uh, Coop's gonna be able to know that uh, Ed has the hots for for Norma, and so, like Norma makes Norma could get it too time. man. She looks
2: good, old, older woman.
0: The, 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 diner girls are the best. Also, um,
2: there are way too many attractive women in this really small town.
0: Five thousand people. <laughs> um, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, so yeah, so so Norma makes like side eyes at Ed, and uh, immediately Cooper like she steps away, and Cooper's like, "So how long have you been in like in love with uh... in love with Norma?" <laughs> and they all just like giggle, and uh, Ed picks up the check because that's what they bet. Um, they talk about Jacques Renault, and um, they this is also where they're like the bookhouse boys like are are fighting like an evil out in these woods. There's a darkness, a presence out yeah, there, is that our, so long as anyone can remember. Yeah, is that
2: our first hint that this is getting a little something extra?
0: Yeah. that's. I mean, well, we got the dream, right?
2: Yeah, but the dream could just be chalked up <laughs> uh, to Cooper being weird.
0: Fair enough. But yeah, th- there's there's a lot implied. Um, and that the Bookhouse Boys are the organization that kind of, like, tries to keep the, the evil or the darkness in check in some way. Um, They get in there uh they 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 go for a ride they end up at the bookhouse boys like clubhouse or whatever uh there's like a a flipping cop comment at the beginning that like oh coffee's free and cooper's like oh (laughs) free coffee (laughs) um also that's something like people point out is like the like super long five hour like theorists is is they're really focused on the show's obsession with coffee like it's crucial to to some people's like narratives and like greater meanings and stuff and i just think it's like a it's like the donuts though it's like a coffee and donuts like joke about cops i think that's all that is but <laughs> um we, we see joey paulson again who i don't think we've seen since the pilot he's the one who gives donna a ride and i don't think he ever shows up again so good on that we didn't, kid for...
1: <laughs> we didn't get a donut scene did we
0: uh, I think the sheriff is eating donuts. no, maybe not yeah.
1: i don't think we got a uh, donut scene this episode Wow
0: not, not explicit there's yeah. one episode where there's just like um all the donut boxes in the background uh, for the day, and it's like a whole wall uh, yeah, so they 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 get there and Jerry Paulson is there with James and uh, the bookhouse boys, which you know are Hawk. Ed and uh, Sheriff Truman, they uh, they just have a man tied up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kipper's very
0: just, just with like, it. <laughs> Yeah, Kipper just rolls with it. Um, great FBI agent, everybody. Uh, but uh, uh, he, his name is Bernard, I believe, Renault, uh, one of the Renault brothers. Uh, and they say they caught him with cocaine and that him and his brother are in. And Bernard says, like, oh, you know, he's going to be at the roadhouse. Oh, also, Bernard, I got to mention this. He has a Jamaican accent. I don't know what they were going for or where they pulled that actor, But that <laughs> accent is just, like, Jamaican. And he's trying to play it off as, of like, French Canadian. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he sells out his brother, air quotes. Then you cut to the roadhouse. And they have, like, a, a bus light. And it's just flashing. So she, I love like Fat Jack is walking up to the bar and then just tears ass in the middle of the street, like to go to a payphone. Uh, he calls Leo up to that. They need to do a border run like tonight. Um, Leo's shitty to Shelly again. Shelly has a gun now and hides it. Um, That, you know, that never comes up again. <laughs> huh. Yeah, the bus light. Leo, Leo's like scraping his boots with the knife. Uh, when we cut to him, I don't know why I took that down as a note. Just Leo being weird about boots. Uh, we get a scene of Josie and the sheriff. Josie kind of says like something horrible is gonna happen to me that she suspects Catherine and Benjamin Horn want to hurt her, and mentions the uh, uh double ledgers, but then one of them is missing, and we cut to Catherine hiding it in a new spot, and like. Catherine, call- Catherine also listened in on this whole conversation and then calls Pete out like for, for working with Josie to, to undermine her or whatever. Uh, I feel bad for Pete uh, in general.
2: Yeah, he with uh, some shit.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, uh, nothing really comes of that uh, so far. Coop the wives uh, signs the show Jacobi. are just so <laughs> Yeah,
2: for the most, not, not all. Not like it's, it's like three women in the show that get get played for pure evil.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, then Shelley has like the inverse, even yeah. worse. <laughs> um, well, and then like, yeah, and then Norma's got like another one where it's. Well, we'll meet Hank. Hank becomes more crucial later in the the show, but. Um, we cut the coop at the graveyard, and he sees Jacoby in an outfit, uh, which I mean makes sense for Jacoby. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he says, well, "You know, I'm a terrible person. I don't care about anybody. I listen to everybody's problems, and I fucking don't care." <laughs> and he's like, "But Laura, Laura got through to me, or something." And like, um, that it's. Just like more of Jacoby being weird, but he doesn't really like complain about like he has Laura's necklace and like a bunch of recordings of her, uh, or at least one we know of. Uh, we cut back to Josie and Truman before they bang it out on a carpet and it cuts to a full moon. Um, she says that Andrew was her husband that like was the brother of Catherine. She's I, we never meet Andrew. I'll put that out there right now. She's convinced that Andrew uh, was killed, and it wasn't like an accident. And she's kind of trying to tell Truman about that before they they bone down. Uh, then we get the last scene, and it's Coop and Hawk talking about like souls, and like I think Hawk says what tribe is? Um, is it Blackfoot? I don't remember, yeah. but. Um, I have no idea if, if it's made up for the show or true or whatever, but he he gives like this speech about like there's you know multiple souls. There's the the waking soul and the dream soul and blah blah blah. And then Cooper's like, do you like something about like do you do you think Laura's a dream soul now? And he's like, Laura's in the ground. Do you think Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's all I know. And then we get Leland dancing and crying in the Great Northern, and they they take him home.
2: Cleveland um, is losing 20. it,
0: so, man. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously uh, the Cooper gets like two orders in this episode, and but every time Cooper orders food, I just get hungry now. Uh, I don't know about you guys. We didn't get a donut scene, like the bear pointed out. Uh, did did any other food things stick out to you guys?
2: Uh, I love the. I love the breakfast um,
0: order. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Just missing them down. Yeah,
1: I thought this was a pretty good episode. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: I mean, so the, the first question after the the that is uh, who done it? Uh, Bear, who do you think done it?
1: Uh, somebody in that horn clan. Yeah, I think.
2: I agree <laughs> with that. I think it's the horn clan and not the cocaine people.
0: Oh, I
1: think the horns are tied in with these cocaine people, though. That dude runs the town. He's definitely getting something for, yeah. for that. Uh, do
0: you agree? Yeah, I think uh,
2: it's just like who else, unless it's someone we haven't seen in the show yet. Like those are are clearer motive. Like there would be motive. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow she was working at the perfumery. She got tied in with Horn, and then. She probably mm-hmm. got recruited to go work at the one Eyed Jack, which got her maybe involved with cocaine because, you know, let's be real. It's a casino, whorehouse. There's probably some drugs floating around there. Yeah, maybe one so that'd be my guess. It's, but it's all again, this show clearly is trying to play it fast and loose. So who the hell knows?
0: Well, how do you think uh, Mike and Bob factor into her death? The The dream spirits from Cooper's.
2: Oof. Um, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've seen one of those dudes twice. I think the one that said he's going to kill again because the mother, Laura's mother, had the same vision. So that, maybe they're tied in. That must be, they're probably actually the killer, and then we've got to figure out how they get tied in with our current
0: cast. Right. And we've seen the one-armed man, and apparently, I didn't know this, there's a show from, like, I want to say black and white era called The Fugitive, and that whole show is about, uh, like, a uh, a former law enforcement man of some sort chasing down the one-armed man who killed his wife and framed him, and he's on the run and is a fugitive trying to track down this one-armed man, and apparently the one-armed man in this show is a reference to that. Um... Because he's, he's you know they gotta find him. Hawk's gotta find him. Um, yeah. So we got the who done it? Uh, who? It's not even like I'm not asking. I think there's a little confusion when I ask this. Like when I say worst moment in the episode, I don't mean like what what made you dislike the episode, like bad acting or, or anything like that. It's just like these are obviously flawed soap opera characters. Like what decision someone made where you just like, oh. The here whole here funeral
2: go. scene. <laughs> just everything.
0: <laughs> just like, this is not
2: how things happen.
0: <laughs> See, I put that as my best moment because the funeral is just amazing. <laughs> like, I
2: appreciate it for what uh, it is. It's ba- so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I Bear, I assume Leland is just all of your worst moments.
1: <laughs> yeah, I but... Well, you kinda well I was like I feel like that gun is gonna like end up like shooting that girl in the back. But uh <laughs> but I guess not if if you said that it never comes back up.
0: <laughs> I was like, uh, that's not
1: a great hiding spot, but whatever.
0: I think she she has a bloody shirt in there yeah, too, I think. Yeah, assuming. I, um, like, I mean, can't
2: imagine what else would
0: be on
1: that. I was like, This seems like an easy place for your husband who is very snoopy uh to, to find this stuff,
0: and real soap and sock kitty, yeah, <laughs> um, no I was I was making a, a Chekhov's gun joke, but who knows who knows what happens with that gun? The gun was the killer all along <laughs> um, yeah, what about uh what about best I was gonna say, like what's your favorite part of this episode? Again, for me, it's the funeral, like through and through uh just it's that's so great. Although I do like uh, Hawk's comment at the end, like the (laughs) lore's in the ground. The only thing I know
2: for
1: sure.
0: (laughs) So, matter of fact, Baird, do you have a a favorite uh, moment this week? You Um, just watched it, right?
1: Yeah, I just did. Um, I would. uh, I would say. I enjoyed the uh, the scene where they were going over the autopsy report. Oh, you know another fucking thing that was hilarious was uh, when when what's his name restarted the drill <laughs> and just pointed it right into our skull.
0: <laughs> it's like you just said this huge. I'll I'll go it. It. Right
1: I got it. It's like okay, so this is a close pass. <laughs> <laughs> So that 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 crashed me. That was probably my favorite. That was my favorite moment was yeah, just seeing them just go like, I have work to do and they're just taking a funny like <laughs> two foot long drill and just aiming it right at <laughs> her forehead.
2: I totally forgot about that. That was hysterical. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, my favorite is still just the opening scene at breakfast with uh, Truman Mm -hmm. and Cooper, and they're just Mm -hmm. like totally going along with it, despite having no reason to believe that Cooper should be able to solve a murder from his dream (laughs) sequence. Like, the whole situation to me is just asinine. Like, no one in their right mind would actually believe this is a thing that should be happening. (laughs) There's. Damn! I can't believe you didn't remember that dream and who the killer
0: was. We need more invitation to love. That's all I know. Um, any any predictions for next week, Coach? You think or anything's gonna anything stick out to you that you think they're gonna solve? Um next week or at least talk about I it. I
2: think we're going real hard on the drugs right now. So like I don't know if we might not solve it, okay. but I think that's the rabbit hole we're gonna go down and it's probably a rabbit hole that leads further away from the killer than necessarily closer. Because that you know that's probably our right.
0: that's our false boys.
2: flag right now considering it is a you know it's a murder show, so
0: Yeah. The bookhouse boys trying to solve the oh. drug problem. It was Bobby the and Michael boys. Home. Um <laughs> Yeah, great name. I think we should rename our Discord the book. Yeah, we can always. we can do
2: that. I'll we'll um, change it right
0: now. <laughs> uh Bear, any predictions for the, the next episode? Actually let me pull up the next episode's name. Uh the one armed man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh well I guess that guy's making a return. Um also, uh, yeah, I feel like they're going to catch Leo and Jacques trying to gun it for the border. Or they might not catch him, but they'll see the truck going, and then there'll be some shit around that. And then Styrofoam. Your really quick,
0: your mic is real staticky, yeah.
1: Uh, sorry, my mic went back behind my neck. I didn't realize. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: good now. You said they were going to catch uh, Mike and Jacques. Uh, yeah, Jack. I think they're going to catch Leo oh, really? and
1: Jacques. And, uh, And they're or they're almost gonna catch him, and then they're gonna get away with it at like the last second, and that's gonna be like the focus.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay.
1: And what? And what's his name? Horn is gonna make. They're gonna have a fucking druggy meeting, and Horn is gonna make his appearance as like the dude that rules the town.
0: And the drugs. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. Do we have uh, any any closing thoughts there?
1: uh yeah i i freaking was doing a clean and press this morning and i lost attention for like a half second and as i was bringing the barbell down it fucking slammed into my nose and it hurt so bad like i'm like 90 percent sure i didn't break my nose but i may have like i definitely put a stress crack or something in there oh my god and it would have been this would have not been a great week for me to have broken my nose like like I was kind of like like when it first happened I was like ah fuck I, I think I broke my nose. And I was like all right like let's figure this out and then I was like fuck I have to go to like this thing this weekend. I can't have a fucking broken nose. And then I was like and then I like felt I'm like okay not broken. So um... yeah just don't don't lose attention when you when you're doing stuff.
0: Wait, wait wait I actually I uh you watched the the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time?
1: Oh yeah I did. Can you yeah, get a
0: quick quick review on that?
1: Are you guys? I, I feel like I feel like everybody's super proud of me because I sat through. It was, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like I, I'm like half mad. I didn't watch it beforehand, but it's also like one of those series where you like have to pay attention. So oh. like, if you're not gonna give it like your full effort, like you shouldn't watch it. So so I was yeah I was I was dealing with vaccine side effects. And I just like kind of relaxed and watched Lord of the Rings, and uh, it was super good. I was very <laughs> happy. I, it's like the further I do not like, like like Fancy. knights and dragon shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I gave I gave Game of Thrones a fair shake. I got through like the fourth season, and I was like, I think I was like middle of the fifth season. I was like, I just don't really care anymore.
0: That's and uh, you, you got and, and so I was kind of like, real
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was, uh, you know, like, so my brothers and my dad had watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, like, they would have it on in the family room, and I would just, like, go do something else. And But so, like, I caught glimpses of it, and I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. like, totally something I wouldn't be interested in. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I can't say it's going to be, like, one of those, like, weekend, like, I'll watch it all the time. Like, no, uh, I, I don't think I'll ever... I don't know. Like, I don't think I'll ever sit down and watch the trilogy again in my life. But if it's on TV, I'll probably flick it on and watch it and be like, oh, this was chill. Who's
0: your so. favorite uh, character?
1: Um, uh, the dwarf was good. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of tough to go against Benji. I mean, he. So, like, they get to go to. Uh, Frodo got to go to that Undying Island. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I guess like Ben, like Ben wanted to get back to his wife, but like Sam, Sam, technically, or, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <Ben>! Sam.
0: What <laughs> so I, I, I think you're maybe getting Sam's last yeah. name is like uh, Sam Wise, and his last name's Ganji.
1: Yeah, so I, I, that I don't know. Uh, that. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Chalk it up
0: Sam. to the COVID vaccine.
1: Yeah, uh, Sam. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Sam fucking held the ring. Why is this one of those Lord of the Rings memes that I don't know about? Like he should have been able to go to the Undying Island, even if it was on a technicality. But he's fucking more worthy than uh, Bilbo. Like Bilbo just (laughs) fucked around with it for years. Like Frodo, Frodo and Ben like literally carried it up through Mordor.
2: (laughs) Tolkien has said Sam is the real hero. Like straight up, Tolkien. Tolkien wrote Sam to be the best character.
0: I think, yeah. I think Frodo, Frodo and uh, Bilbo went because they were like, it's not so much that it was like a reward. I mean, it was, but like also they were like scarred by evil magics more than anyone else. Like the, I, I don't know if the it's better in the extended, but I think that one of the big reasons for Frodo going is just like, obviously the ring wore him down. And then he's also like never stopped suffering from that, like, stab wound with the magic evil blade in the first movie and like there's a whole thing about that um and i i love that sam is just like on the volcano and he's like ah that woman if we get back i'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna talk to her <laughs> what uh oh, what man. the what what were their names the other mary two hobbits P- uh mary and pippin which yeah yeah, I still think they... it was
1: fucked up that they all that those two <laughs> got bowed to. Like yeah, like they like they did their part, but they did they like did their part, but they did like an equal or lesser amount than uh than the other three guys that fucking carried them their asses everywhere. You also have to realize so. uh, the,
2: in the universe, in the Hobbits warrior. never leave Hobbiton. So just the fact that they even helped is like absurd.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal to the world, like. They're the Wakanda of of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> except they don't have super advanced technology. They just like grow old. They they live almost as long as dwarves and uh, get drunk a lot. Like they just keep to themselves. Uh, yeah, no, great movies. Uh, I think one of my uh, uh, favorite orcs things... are
1: gross too. <laughs> they did a good job. Like they were freaking gross.
0: The urukai too, dude. When they're, they're they're birthing him out of the mud yeah um, i
1: was like you fucking imagine having <laughs> to go to war against those things like that would suck
0: yeah and especially like, if those things are that, like,
1: fucking gross
0: primarily an archer, you really got to get in there
1: yeah like that's gross i would never want to be within like a hundred feet of one of those uh i love
0: the the somebody has like a joke about it um that like they find they get back home and they're all sharing like a pint at the bar and like these, the, technically, these four hobbits—they were just all bound to, regardless of how you feel about that. Like, are heroes of the known world, and like uh, everybody's cheering about somebody having a yeah. big pumpkin behind Hobbit them.
2: Literally uh, doesn't <laughs> even know what
0: happened. <laughs> yeah, could could give less than two shits. Uh, <laughs> so like, no matter what you do, you're never going to be as, as famous as that pumpkin.
2: Couples, <laughs> <laughs> know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was just you know, save the world, but whatever. Um, uh, coach, you have uh, anything you want to go out on, or any Lord of the Rings? I uh,
2: not any Lord of the Rings stuff. I think we, we've definitely hammered that in the separate podcast for Lord of the Rings and the last 10 minutes, <laughs> but um, you know, I was thinking uh, while watching this episode, like Cooper is just like such a hotshot dude, and like he clearly knows what's going on, and <laughs> um, yeah, and so. Back in school, I used to we my friends and I mm-hmm. used to play this game called Stratego. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, no. and so the way it works is you've got different. Is it,
0: is oh, it well, like kind this?
2: of almost, but not really? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a map oh, okay. board game, so you know. <laughs> but the main point of it is you've got these pieces; they've got certain characters on them, and you got to go capture your opponent's flag. Our one friend was mm-hmm. so good at the game. He would literally turn the flag around and tell us, like, here's my flag. you got to come get it. And he'd still beat the shit out of you. And you'd be like, what the hell? I feel like that's, like, Cooper. Like, he's just dumb. Yeah.
0: Did we lose him? Yeah,
1: (laughs) we lost
2: him. (laughs) Let's just fucking end (laughs) it. Just end it. Don't (laughs) even let him back. That's
1: (laughs) fine. That's (laughs) fine. It's It's all over.